just thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us so much. God, we want to just thank you, for God, for who you are. Because who you are is who loved us. And God, we just want to pray today that you would just be lifted up. We pray for Brother Darrell as he comes to preach your word. We pray for all those watching online, Lord, and can't be here today. We pray for those who are sick, Lord, and who just need your special touch today. Lord, help us in a, uh, to worship you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Your strength to found me at my weakest. Your grace poured out at my despair. And I feel lifeless, tired, burned out, and defeated. Your perfect love will find me there. You called my name. You made Look at me now, I found revival in you. You gave me life, cause that's what you do. Oh, I was dead, but look at me now, I found revival in you. Wild dreams are breathing to exist. My broken There's no more fear in my bitter disappointment. Came the greatest victory. Oh, you called my name. You made all things new. Oh, I was dead, but look at me now. I found revival in you.
died for me. There's no greater love than this. You have overcome the grave. Your glory fills the highest place. What can separate me now? At the cross I bow my knee, where your blood was shed for me. There's no greater love than this. You have overcome the grave. Your glory fills the highest place. What can separate me? Let's uh, pray this morning as uh, Brother Darrell goes to uh, preach this to us. Lord, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you for the many blessings, Lord, that you've given us. God, we thank you for our pastor. God, we pray for him this morning as he lifts up uh, your word to us. God, open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears. God, help us to receive those things you have for us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. Good to be here again. Good to see you. Hebrews chapter 13. So we work through the book of Hebrews on Sunday. Hebrews 13, 5 through 7 this morning. Last week and this week and probably one more week. It's going to be titled, the title page is One Verse Messages. And it goes through a kind of an odd section here in Hebrews 13 of each, almost each verse individually is a different thought. Entirely disconnected from the uh, from the others and uh, one through four last week five through seven this week so I only have two different thoughts out of these three verses and what we're going to do is a little bit different from what we were doing because the one section always had one thought I'm going to read five and six talk about that a little bit and then read verse seven by itself and deal with that Okay, there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements, if you'd like to use that. The first thought, five and six, is covetousness, and the scripture says, let your conduct be without covetousness, uh, don't covet, uh, be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, and here's an Old Testament quote, I will never leave you nor forsake you, 
So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. And the thought's going to be, don't covet, rather trust in the Lord. Next screen is simply this. Uh, he talks in verse 5 about coveting or contentment. Covetousness is the desire. I mean, there's a lot more to it than just one word, but one word to, to uh, describe it is more, always more. The thing with contentment and what we're encouraged to have is that you'll find the place that I have enough. I have enough. So with contentment, there's a number or a level, whatever the gauge is, that's enough. I have enough. Covetousness, there is no, there's no level, there's no limit. Uh, if it is, for instance, the coveting to be rich, how rich can you be? Let's just use that. I mean, there's a lot more things you could say, but that's just an analogy. That's one example. How rich can you be? Because once you reach a point where a lot of people would think that's enough, the covetous heart says, no, I want more. There's not really that place where it's enough. Always wanting more. Uh, this is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but this is just a chance for us to examine ourselves. Is that, which one am I? Which one am I? Is there, do you easily find that place where you can honestly say, whatever it is, that's enough. I'm, I'm good right there. I don't need more. And I don't really even want more. So which one of those are you? What's an area of your life that, that you may need to work on? Uh, if, if I had a covetous heart, covetous pers personality, it might be, the Lord, I, I really need to work on that. I really need to work on uh, finding that place where I'm just content with enough. Next uh, screen is a quote from C.H. Uh, Spurgeon. It's not possible to satisfy the greedy because there's never enough. They always want more. Okay. Now, that was the first part. Verse 6 goes into... Uh, the last part of 5 and verse 6 goes into just learning to have faith, learning to trust the Lord with what you've got. That in, enough's enough, and from that point on, I'm going to trust the Lord to supply my need. The next screen is, uh, is uh, actually somebody in our church who uh, passed away a few years ago said this. Uh, Jerry Johnson said this to me one, one time. And uh, it, it affected me, it stayed with me, because I know she said it from her heart. But uh, this is how that went. Uh, she, in the last years of her life, uh, lost her job at the bank. Okay? And I know that hurt, I know that's sad. And so she, she and I were talking one, one day, and, you know, just trying to make sure she was, she was okay, she was, she was fine. And she said... Uh, uh, this is what stuck in my head. And I know some of you <laughs> say stuff to your pastor to try to sound spiritual, all right? And, but I know you're doing it, all right? So don't, don't do that. And she, she, wasn't, she wasn't doing that. She was saying this from her heart. She really was this way. She said, the Bank of Truman is not my source. Jesus is my source. The Bank of Truman is not my source. 
Jesus is my source. And she said it with a, a heart that I knew she, she meant it. She was serious about it. I'm sure losing a job is sad. It's hurtful. But that's not my source. Okay, that was her blank. The bank of Truman is not my source. Jesus is my source. Okay, the bank of Truman is probably not what you're going to fill in. But I want you to take a little time right now and consider, we talked about covetous, always wanting more. Talked about contentment, finding that place that in, enough's enough. And once I find that place that I'm content, then I'm going to trust the Lord to supply my need. I'm going to, I'm going to trust the Lord to get me to that content place. And then I'm going to trust the Lord to take me on from there. I'm just going to trust the Lord. What is your, what are you struggling with? What might be competing, I guess I should say, with Jesus as your source? What are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? For me, see, I could easily say you. First General Baptist Church. But I have to learn to say, First General Baptist Church is not my source. Jesus is my source. Puts things in perspective. Okay? Bank of Truman is not going to be your blank. And First, Gen First General Baptist Church isn't probably going to be your blank. So what is? What are you trusting in that you might this morning right now decide, you know what, I need to back off from that and make sure that Jesus is my source. So that's five through seven. Five through six, I'm sorry. Seven. Completely change the topic. Seven has really nothing to do with five and six. The next screen, what it has to do, I'm, I'm sorry, let me read this, the scripture first and then we'll go to the next screen. Scripture sim simply says, remember those who rule over you, those who are, who are in authority. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their contact. Before we leave that screen, look at that first word in verse 7. Remember. It means to consider. It also means to remember. Okay, so that's the instruction on that verse. And this, this is where we're going to go to. This is what we're going to lead to. Remember, and I'm going to ask you to do that. Remember what? Remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, follow their faith, considering the outcome of their conduct. Remember those who have been in authority over you, especially, this is the next screen, spiritual leadership. Those who have had, who have had spiritual leadership, provided spiritual leadership in your life, the instruction is to Remember them. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is not on your outline. I wrote it down so I would not forget. This is what we're going to do right now. This is going to be an exercise. And only you're going to, no, nobody else is going to know this, only you. But I'm going to ask you to remember. So a lot of you, because age, have a lot to remember. Some of you are so young, you don't have much yet. 
okay? But this is remembering those who have, any, have had any kind of spiritual authority, spiritual leadership. I know we don't really like the word authority. Spiritual, spiritual leadership, that that's exactly what it is. And remembering them. Okay. I want you to remember, think about, remember a Sunday school teacher or somebody who led any kind of small group. Might be a Wednesday night group. Uh, a Sunday school small group. Somebody who had an impact in your life. You remember them right now. They, they stand out. Okay. I'm not asking you to remember them all. As, as somebody who had an impact, I'm not sure how else to say it, said something, did something, lived in such a way, they had an impact in your life. When I was seven years old, my Sunday school teacher came to my house and led me to Jesus. She cared. I never knew she was going to do that. She didn't ask, and I like this about her. She didn't ask. <laughs> she didn't ask permission. She knocked on it. She, did, she didn't ask my parents. She didn't ask me. She didn't tell me, I'm coming to your house. You better be ready. No, one night, we just heard the knock on the door, and she introduced herself to my parents and said, hey, I'm going to talk to him. That'd be me. She took me out to the front porch, talked to me about Jesus, which she already had in class. What I'm getting at is she loved me that much. She loved me that much. Can you remember a Sunday school teacher or Wednesday night, some kind of small group? I want you to think about that. We're not done yet. Okay, we got, we got a long way to go. Okay, I'm going to ask you to remember a lot of folks. Bible school, can you remember a Bible school? A lot of you perhaps were saved in a Bible school. Remember who was speaking or a, or a teacher there, what they said, what they did, how they lived, loved you, you know, reached you. Remember camp, if you went, if you went, to, went to youth camp, something at camp, someone at camp. And I want to say even the workers here who go to camp, it could be that there was another worker at camp, a preacher at camp, said something, did something. Maybe if it was a preacher at camp, it could very well be. That's the only time you'll ever hear him, the only time, you know. But at that camp, that day, that night, that week, they had an impact. They did something. They said something. So it could have been at camp. A youth pastor that you've had. Somebody who, he was there, you know, that night. He was there that time. He said it. He did it. He lived it. A youth pastor in your past. Just someone made a, made a, difference okay an employer now I've stayed before it was all around you know kind of church stuff 
But that's not what the scripture says. Just someone who had an imp- a spiritual leadership impact. Some of you may have, an, have had an employer. Somebody that is, they are, uh, they are a leader. They have this authority. But they did something, said something. Uh, some of my first em- employers, the main thing that they did for me is they, they gave me a chance. They gave me a chance. They gave me a job. You know, I'm going to give you a chance. So somebody that stands out, the way they acted, the way they treated you, something that they said, something that they did, the way they lived, uh, and even and even spiritually. An employer, a school teacher. I think a lot of you will will have one here. A teacher at school, not necessarily a teacher at church, maybe they were both, but a teacher at school. I had a teacher who pulled me out in the hall. You know what that was all? <laughs> you ever, some of you know exactly what that is. He pulled me out in the hall, not to discipline me, but to talk to me about my attitude. And he would tell me over and over, he said, you've got more potential than this. You've got more potential than that. The, the way you're acting is not who you are. You've got more potential than that. And you know what? I believed him. And I, and I, re, I remember that. But a teacher at school who, uh, you know, that particular man didn't have to pull me out in the hall, but he did, who took time with you, who uh, made you feel special, because you were. And thing, something that they said or something that they did or the way they lived or, or how they affected you. So a teacher at school. And I can go on and on. I've just got one more. Just a good friend. Just, just a good friend. Somebody that you look up to that has helped you. A, a good friend. A uh, uh, a good friend sticks with you when maybe no one else will, okay? A good friend. But they, you look up to them. They said something, did something, they are something, and it's affected you, okay? Now, I want to ask you to do two things. And nobody's going to know if you do them. No, uh, the, the first one's something to do. The second one's something to be. The first one, I'm going to ask you to do something. No one's ever going to know if you do it. Only you will. And I did it because I thought, well, if I ask you to do it, I'm going to have to do it myself. I want you to think about that person, whatever the slot was, whoever. It doesn't have to be just one. Now, a lot of those people have passed away but maybe some of them haven't. If one of the people that's on your mind that you thought about as I went down through that list, if any of them are still alive, would you some way, somehow, let them know what they mean to you? Would you somehow, some way, let them know what they mean to you? Would you somehow, some way, let them know what they did, what they said, who they were. 
I promise you that a lot of them, when you, if, you, if you'll do this, when, they, when you let them know, they're going to be surprised. Because in a way, for some of them, they're not even going to know that they did it. They're not going to even remember that they said it. They're not even going to, I'm not saying they won't remember you. I'm saying that they're not going to realize, they don't realize the impact that they had on you until you tell them. So I want you to consider, there's no way anybody's going to know if you do this or not. This is not a, this, you, you don't have to do this. But maybe the Holy Spirit right now will take this, take you, and begin to, let, to, to get you to look outward. And, and I know we're, we're remembering back, but we're, we're getting out of ourselves. And reach out to someone else and let them know what they meant to you, what they did. Okay? Now, I did this. I did this on Thursday. Uh, like I said, I thought, well, if I ask the church to do it, I need to do it uh, too. So I picked out two friends. Picked out two friends that was on that list. And I just sent them a text. Okay, now that's kind of impersonal. I know that. But these are friends that I do text with back and forth. So I picked out two friends and I sent them a text. And, and I tried to, uh, tried to make it very simple. It was just one, one sentence. I'm not going to tell you what it was, of course. And each friend, the sentence, of course, was different. But I just sent a one-sentence text to each of my friends, you know, appreciate you, whatever, however I said that. I couldn't believe the response. It shocked me, the response that that made, created, okay? I, I'm very curious. In fact, one of them, I sent it in the morning, and I'm not going to say too much because I think they watch this. <laughs> so I'm going to be very careful here. One of them was texting back to me all day. Well, I'm just going to go ahead. One of them was texting back to me all day. You sure you got the right guy? You sure you, you sent the right text? I mean, he couldn't get over it. I, I was amazed. I was amazed at the response. Just a simple one-sentence text I'm very curious if you do this you can do a text you can do you can do a phone call you can do a face you know whatever that's not the point make contact let somebody know they've been a spiritual leader to you what they meant to you remember them while you can see those that have passed away can't now while they're alive, do that. I'm very curious about the response that you get, okay? I want you, if you do this and you get a response back, I want you to let me know. I want you to tell me about the response that you get because it, the response I got was so unexpected. I thought, I wonder if that's going to happen again and again and again. So if, if you do this, if you want to, let me know. We can, we can com compare notes, okay? So, remember, contact, if you want to, let the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit move you, and then I'm curious about the response. That's the first part. Second part's this.
and I know you hate when I do this, but I'm going to do it. I wonder if anybody, when I talk to them about, talk to you about remember these different groups, I wonder if anybody thought about you. I wonder if you are on anybody's mind. I wonder if anybody's got your name on their mind. I know this bothers you. It's supposed to. That's the point. Wouldn't it be a shame for Jesus to have created you, made you for a purpose, a job in this world, a reason to be here, and you live your whole life and some preacher somewhere talks about remembering those who had a spiritual effect on you and a spiritual leadership, and you live your whole life and nobody think of you. That your name would not be on anybody's list. Doesn't that bother you? It needs to. It really does. It really does. It needs to bother you that there's this possibility that you'll live your life and not have a spiritual impact on anybody. That needs to bother you. I mean, that really needs to almost haunt you. You don't want to waste your life. You want to affect someone while you can. You see, a lot of them that we thought about, they've passed on now. We haven't, we, I've missed my chance to tell them. I don't want to miss my chance to tell those who are, still, who are still, still alive. But I don't want to miss my chance to affect someone else. That bothered. I don't know. I hope I'm not the only one in the, in the room. But I, 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 I have to tell you, it bothers me a lot that I would not affect somebody. That means that, that I would not spend time with somebody, that I would not, you know, that I would not go to someone's house and knock on the door and say, I want to talk to him, I want to talk to her. Please, you know. That I would just let people go through my life and pass by my life and not have an effect on them. God, don't let that be me. God, don't let that be me. That, that, that no one was changed because of Jesus' work. It's, it's not us doing it. It's Jesus working through us. But you may be here this morning and say, you know, I don't know that anybody would, okay, that's okay. Now it's time to change that. Well, I mean, hey, it's just, there's not a program. It's, it's, it's not a step-by-step. It's pouring your life into them. It's, it's giving to them. It's, I don't know, there's probably no other better way to say it. It's just pouring your life into them. One of the men that I sent the text to uh, came to our church one time. And I don't know, he, he's exceptionally perceptive and could see on that particular day that I was struggling. And so I walked him out to the car. They, they don't go to church here. 
I walked him out to the car, and he, uh, I, I, I won't be able to get through that, so I'm just going to shorten it very much. So he looked at me, he said, you're struggling, and I can tell it. He uh, laid his hands on me and prayed. No one had done that for a long time. No one had done that for a long time. But he saw it. He saw me. He's pouring himself into me. He's pouring Jesus through himself into me. He didn't have to do that. But he saw it. He saw the opportunity. He saw the person. And he acted. And I say to me, to myself, when I talk to myself, God... Let me be like that. Let me be like that. I was a young man then. I'm not now. But where he was so concerned about a young man that he would do that. God, let me be like that. I've got to stop. I could just go on and on and on. And, and I've said, I think, what the Spirit wanted me to say. I'm going to ask you to stand. Grady's going to come and, and uh, we're going to uh, have our prayer time right right now. I'm going to ask you to bow your head with us and as we get ready to pray, as we get ready to let the Holy Spirit do his work, I'm going to go back to the first part where you're struggling with enough. And you may have come to the Lord's house, and this is what I feel right now. You may have come to the Lord's house and you're thinking that you don't have enough Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe you do. And the Lord's asking you to be content with what you've got. But either way, that's what this time is for, is to pray about that. If you don't have enough, this would be a great time to come to an altar of prayer and say, Lord, I'm, I'm really struggling. And in this area, I just do need more. And I'm trusting you to supply that. Or they, there may be, an, may be an area where you're not sure where it's going to come from. God, I'm in this place right now, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. So I'm coming to you in prayer, Lord, saying, I'm, God, I'm just going to have to trust you. I'm just going to have to trust you. And remembering those who have led us spiritually, you're praying about somebody uh, somebody that you can encourage, somebody that you can make contact with, and praying about that and praying for them. There, I, I challenge you, whoever's on your mind, maybe they need prayer. You just don't have any idea what's going on in their life right now. So maybe you would want to come and, you know, you're going to encourage them. You're going to send them a note or talk to them, but you could also say, you know what, I, I prayed for you. I spent time at an altar praying for you. Can you imagine how that would make them feel? I spent time at an altar praying for you. And then you may be this morning, the other side of that coin, God, I want to be that person. Whoever I'm thinking about, I want to be that person to someone else. I want to pass this along to someone else. So 
I, I may pray for them, but Lord, I'm really the one who needs prayer. I'm the one who needs prayer. Because I just, I don't want to mess this up and I don't want to miss the opportunity and I don't want to waste my life. So I want to be that to someone else. Whatever the need might be while Grady plays and sings, if you need to come to an altar, pray about anything, we invite you to come and pray. And when I come to die, yes, when I come to die, and when I come to die, can have 